Oh, hey there. Come on in. We're just about to start. Welcome to My Wife the Dietitian, a fun weekly podcast about nutrition and healthy lifestyle. I'm Rob, and together with my wife, Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative and entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating. Join us each week as we strive to help you with transforming your overall health and relationship with food through up-to-date, evidence-based nutrition information. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, so we thought we'd talk today all about, you guessed it, chocolate. And we're not talking about Halloween candy bars and Easter bunnies. We're talking about real melt-in-your-mouth, make-your-spine-tingle chocolate. The kind that's actually good for you. But that doesn't mean you get to eat the entire box. There are a few important things to know before you dive in. Keep listening to find out all the delicious details. Welcome to My Wife the Dietitian. Hello, Sandra. Hi, we're one day from Valentine's Day. Oh, does that mean we're talking about, uh, well, I know what we're talking about. We're talking about chocolate today. Chocolate healthy pleasures. Oh, I like the sound of that. Actually, last year we did um, episode seven, Sexy Foods, Foods with Benefits, and included chocolate in that episode. So we're going to expand on that. uh, I don't know. I think it was like 30 seconds or a minute kind of discussion about chocolate in that one. So I can't wait to talk about, um, there's a lot to cover actually. It's, we're going to cover five topics and then five takeaway messages at the end. That sounds great. I can't wait to hear all about chocolate. Mm -hmm. We should really like be eating it, I think, as we're, as we're doing this really, but. Okay. Just a second. Push pause. I was going to say, I don't think we have any, but. (laughs) Yeah, we do. (laughs) Sure. Okay. That was a good idea. Thank you. Yeah, so good. We oh. didn't we didn't have any of the good stuff, but we did find some remnants from uh, Christmas or something. That's uh, it's like a second choice. A hidden stash. A hidden stash. Sandra's <laughs> hidden stash. Yep. My hidden stash always gets found, and then I go to eat it, and it's gone. Mm. And then I start to think that maybe I forgot about it. Maybe it was my fault, and I forgot that I had a hidden stash. But then I find out that no, someone actually took it. And anyway. Let's talk about chocolate. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like chocolate. Mm. You're still eating. I'm sorry. It brings him a, about immense pleasure. Yes, I can tell. <laughs> and it's sweet and buttery texture, creamy. Mm. It's actually, I think it's used in a similar way as coffee. Uh, yeah, it kind of is, but they're different. But they're, yeah. And red wine too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, or... Yeah, red wine's kind of like a mellow alcohol. It's not like, I wouldn't say all alcohol, because tequila is a different, like that's that's a different direction than red wine. Yeah, and we talked about red wine in episode 57 just recently. Yeah, like last week. And that's the thing. I mean, I think people think that coffee, chocolate, red wine are like vices, are like sinful, are like pitfalls of a diet, not good, but it's all about do you, do, you know, do you know why, though? And because they make you feel good. 
which is like really old kind of traditional thinking. Anything that makes you feel good must be bad. Right. Right. Like from like hundreds of years ago when the church ruled everything and they said anything that feels good is bad and sinful and all that. So, Well, listening back on episode seven with sexy foods with benefits, foods with benefits, um, talking all about, you know, how they um, priests were not, uh, they didn't allow the nuns or something or was that was with beans yeah yeah black beans yeah and chickpeas they weren't allowed to eat chickpeas because of the fertility like it helped it had um, zinc and had some elements in it that helps with fertility and they thought they were sinful and yeah it's all related it's it's really interesting where those uh where our ideas come from yeah and i think we do use like in terms of it's similar to coffee as a pick me up, like we'll have, you know, as a craving in the afternoon, you might have a little bit of chocolate to help pick you up or, you know, like it's a. Yeah, totally. It's, it's definitely used in that way for sure. I mean, and there's obviously people just eat handfuls of it too, which isn't quite what we're talking about here today. It's, it's more than nice dark chocolate and not like handfuls of Easter bunny or Easter egg chocolate kind of things. Yeah, and that's actually what we're going to cover today is uh, the difference between dark chocolate, milk chocolate, and white chocolate, healthy nutrients found in the dark chocolate. We're going to talk about the origins of chocolate and body systems and the health effects, and then some downsides. And also, we're going to end with the five takeaway messages for um, enjoying the chocolate. That sounds like a full show. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get started. So the difference between dark milk and white chocolate, what do you think the difference is? Well, dark chocolate's very bitter. Mm. White chocolate's like the complete opposite in every sense. It's, it's very, very sweet. And milk chocolate's kind of in the middle, I guess. Yeah. Is, it, is that kind of how it is? It's a scale with white on one end and dark on the other and milk chocolate in the middle? It kind of is. So dark chocolate has to be at least 10% cocoa and less than 12% dairy. Oh, really? Okay. And another definition said dark chocolate is 30 to 90% cocoa. That's what I think. Like when I think dark chocolate, I think, well, a lot of times they'll say in big letters right on the package, you know, 70% cocoa or cocao or whatever, however you say that word. Um, we'll talk about that. I was going to say we should probably discuss that. Um, so I'm I'm used to having higher percentages, and that's what makes it bitter, but it's probably also what makes it healthier, right? Right. And it's funny you said 70%, because actually in our takeaway messages at the end, that's what we're going to aim for is at least 70% cocoa. Okay. And is that written somewhere other than like the packages that sell it with it in big letters? I presume that's part of their marketing, but is it on the label somewhere else? I wonder. I, I think would, it's just on the front. Like I would you think said, it's, it's gotta be there somewhere. If it's, if they have to, if it's a claim they need to make, I would assume, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to look. Mm-hmm. And also reading labels is really key for knowing what you're eating. So that's the other thing about um, quality uh, in chocolate. Yeah. What do we need to, what do we need to look for? Well, all the additives like the sugars and emulsifiers and oils and flavoring sometimes. So in the lower quality chocolates, you might have those additional ingredients. Oh, I see. It's like peanut butter, right? Where the good quality peanut butter is just peanuts. And mm-hmm. then the, the lower qualities have all these other ingredients in them that you don't really need. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. 
So good chocolate would have what then? Just So dark chocolate has two to three times more cocoa powder than milk chocolate. And in dark chocolate, there's no milk solids added and there's less sugar added. So you're right in saying that it's bitter. It's more bitter. And remember in uh, episode 54, we talked all about gallbladder and trying to have more bitter foods for your bile health. yeah. Yeah. So more chocolate, more dark chocolate. No, not more. Okay, just some, some dark <laughs> yeah. chocolate. We'll talk about how much okay. would be good. Um, and milk chocolate that is made with alternative milks, so like no dairy, are actually legally considered dark chocolate, even if they don't look dark. Oh, really? Because they don't have the milk the or dairy. the dairy in them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. I don't know that I've ever tried that. Well, maybe I have. I just didn't realize it. I never, I never... Yeah, I suppose I should start reading the label too. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, there's probably like coconut, um, you know, d- just like remember we talked about the plant yogurts and the plant milks. And so all those different plant foods that are used for those milk alternatives, such as soy and coconut and... Like almond milk and oats and all those different... So I know there's coconut um, as a milk alternative. Hmm. And I guess you'd get that flavor too, hey? Yeah, yeah. A little bit, especially with the coconut. But milk chocolate has way less cocoa and it's got milk and sugar added to the powder. So that's why it's, it's kind of like diluted. So it's sweeter. And that's what I think a lot of people grow up on milk chocolate and know that taste. And so they think, you know, that's chocolate is that sweet taste, but that's actually milk chocolate. And then white chocolate is like super sweet, tasty, and it's only cocoa butter and lots of sugar. So there's no cocoa powder, no cacao in white chocolate at all. Yeah, makes sense. It's like coffee though. If you think of the different ways you can have coffee, there's the really strong, bitter coffee. And then you get the more, uh, you know, like lots of cream and sugar kind of coffee, which would be like milk chocolate. And then you get the people who are just crazy overboard. I saw this guy one time in a coffee shop and he held his spoon over his coffee cup as he was pouring the sugar on it. And the sugar just kept overflowing and he was having a conversation with the guy beside <laughs> him. And I just sat and watched and he must have poured like a good, like, well, a lot of sugar into his coffee. It was crazy. I'm like, that must be so disgusting. But that's how some people like it is super sweet. Oh, it's like the double double, or as you mentioned, the 99, the Wayne well, oh, Gretzky yeah, coffee from exactly. Tim Hortons from exactly. episode 45. We talked about 45, that in coffee. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's definitely the same with chocolate too. There's different uh, different tastes, and I'm I'm guessing people who like white chocolate probably don't like dark chocolate, and vice versa because they're just different. You know, in general, I mean, there's always a someone who breaks the rule, but um, that that's kind of what I would think. Right. And I think when you said a minute ago that the quality is in the bitterness, it's actually, it's funny that you said that because there's 10 distinct varieties of cacao that are known and the distance that the uh, cocoa bean, like where it's grown the distance from the equator where it's grown makes a difference in the nutrients. And actually, the ones that are grown closer to the equator have two times the flavonoids. So like twice as many flavonoids. So their quality is actually better. And that's from like Ecuador, from Colombia, from the Ivory Coast in Africa, and less of the flavonoids 
from the co- or the chocolate grown in Dominican Republic and Peru. Oh, and like and like uh, like the North Pole, the chocolate that that's that's like the chocolate that Santa brings you at Christmas is this that kind of low quality stuff, right? <laughs> it's more it's like white, North, right? White chocolate. North, yeah, the North Pole chocolate. <laughs> There's it's, no cacao. It tastes good, but it's no not very healthy for you. You're funny. Well, that that's the thing. Okay, so the cocoa beans grow on a cacao tree. It's a tree, hey? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then they take the beans, they collect the beans, and then they're raw beans, so they have to be fermented and dried and then roasted and ground, and then 50% of the fat content from the cocoa butter is removed to a powder. So it's made into a powder, and that's the cocoa powder. Okay. And there's a process for some cocoa powders it's a Dutch process and it alkalizes that powder. So it makes it even um, less bitter and more kind of smooth tasting. Right. Um, and a lot of the European chocolates have that process, the Dutch process. And it's after the Dutch man who invented the alkalizing process. But then you have less of the flavonoids. Was his name like Snickers or something like that? Is that, is that <laughs> no, where you're going with this? No. No, okay. No, but the, it's the flavonoids, which are the star of the show in terms of why people say, eat dark chocolate. It's so good for you. That's the nutrient that you're after. Yeah, it's the cocoa flavonoids or the okay. polyphenols. And it's a potent antioxidant, dark polyphenol. And similar to, um, you know, the grape skins, the red and the grape skins, the red wine, tea, and apples actually all have similar flavonoids. And in coffee too, is that mm-hmm. is that what's good about the coffee bean? Yes. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And do you remember the term catechin? I do. In tea? I can't remember where we talked about it. In the yeah, immune? I can't remember. One of the... I think it was the immune I think episode. so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was two, three or four, some somewhere back there. Yeah. So the catechins are also potent antioxidants and they're in green tea and other teas. And the epicatechin is a type of catechin that is actually used in supplements for bodybuilders because they really? increase the blood flow in the muscles. And remember we talked all about like nitric oxide. Oh, you're talking about sexy foods now. And increasing blood flow and circulation to bits and pieces of and your muscles. body. And muscles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah, that is the, um, the health effects of, of catechins and also something called theobromine. Have you heard of that? Uh, sounds like a guy. <laughs> You're so funny. So the theobromine is, it's a chemical in chocolate. And it gives it the energizing effects that the chocolate has, including also the caffeine, a little bit of caffeine. Okay. But the theobromine also is a vasodilator, meaning it increases blood flow. Um, it helps the blood vessels open up. Dilate? Yeah. Okay. So it increases blood flow that way. It's a vasodilator. But this is the thing. This is the element that makes chocolate poisonous to dogs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Theo. Yeah, the theobromine for dogs, um, it increases their urination and then they have nausea, uh, vomiting and they, diarrhea and then they can uh, get really sick. So that's why chocolate, you should never give dogs chocolate. Okay. I was, I kind of wondered if that was one of those kind of wives, old wives tales, but I've, I didn't realize it was actually some um, 
you know, evidence to back it up. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the theo- I thought people always said that so that it would save more chocolate for for them and they won't have to share it with their dog. You're so funny. Right? No, we can't give it to the dog. Here, I'll take that. I'll take that from you. Right? <laughs> no, no, it's no laughing matter. No, We're talking exactly. about canines here. Um, so with that night, that uh, theobromine, that's a vasodilator that helps with blood flow and the nitric oxide. It reduces uh, blood pressure which is good for heart health. Anything that reduces blood pressure is good for heart health. For sure. And it also reduces risk of blood clots, and it protects the oxidation of the LDL, the lousy cholesterol. So lousy cholesterol is lousy because it oxidizes and it goes around your body and it causes havoc in the arteries. So the theobromine in dark chocolate protects the oxidation of the LDL. Okay. And it also improves the action of insulin. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So it actually helps reduce the um, diabetes risk and helps with cardiovascular risk and helps with inflammation. And it actually, because of the brain effects, like the um, how it dilates the blood vessels, it's actually good for preventing dementia and also helps with depression. Wow. Who knew? Yeah, well, I mean, it tastes so good, right? Like, there's there's nothing like chocolate. It it re- relaxes you when you eat it. It's also kind of stimulating, but it also remember we talked about the dopamine. It releases dopamine and serotonin. We should have some more and just and test that theory. <laughs> You're funny. Um, yeah, I remember all the uh, the benefits. We talked about that in what episode? I don't know. Episode seven. Episode seven. Yeah. Yeah, all about the effects of the nutrients on your, like your brain chemistry, right? Oh, that the, was, sorry, that was the mind diet. So that would have been episode 14. We've talked about it a bunch, but yeah, yeah, yeah. bottom line is chocolate is good. <laughs> okay, so it's also, we talked about aphrodisiac. It's good for your skin because of those polyphenols. So If you eat it, not like rubbing it on your skin. Right, of course. Yeah. (laughs) There's probably nothing wrong with that, but carry on. So the other uh, nutrients in chocolate that are really supportive to our body is the magnesium, which helps with our muscles, our brain. It helps with our heart. Also, um, some minerals like potassium, which actually helps to ease period cramps. So a lot of people, a lot of women crave chocolate. Uh, That's what that is. Okay. I never understood the relationship, but I mean, yeah. It's definitely something that people crave. Um, and But and women have a legit excuse, not excuse, a, a legit reason for their craving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It could help the, with the potassium and it's the dark chocolate. So, um, and milk chocolate actually would be okay too with this in this case, but uh, not really the white chocolate in terms of, I mean, that's good for just mouth pleasure. And if you like the sweeter, then fine, but you're not going to get the catechins and flavonoids and all those like super powerful antioxidants out of the white chocolate. There's also um, vitamin B2, which is riboflavin and vitamin E that's in chocolate. Oh, wow. And it actually has fiber. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of fiber. There's one gram in like, there's just a little bit of fiber. I guess it's it's from a cocoa bean, right? I mean, it's 
yeah. kind of makes sense. You just don't, it just doesn't seem like the type of food that would have fiber. Does coffee have fiber then? Probably not as much because it's a liquid, but if you ate the grounds, if you ate the bean, it would, right? The coffee bean. Anyway, we're getting on the wrong topic here, but. Well, actually in the, um, I don't know how much we're going to talk about the ideas for recipes, but one was to mix coffee with cocoa powder and then rub it on beef, uh, beef or pork as a um, spice. Different. Mm-hmm. Huh. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. All right. There's uh, four different types of fats in chocolate, and 75% of them are the good types of fats. Oh, that's good news. <laughs> yeah. So the stearic acid, the linoleic acid, and oleic acid are all the healthier fats. And then the palmitic acid is, uh, makes up 25% of the fat in chocolate, and it's uh, not as great. I've never heard of that one, but uh, it is in chocolate. There was a 2019 meta-analysis looking at 23 different studies with over 400,000 different participants, and they found the rates of heart failure, stroke, heart attack, and congestive heart disease to be reduced with 100 grams of chocolate a week. So that's about three and a half ounces a week. Wow, that's not a lot at all. That's like one little bit of chocolate. And that's where we're going to get on the takeaway message oh, is just okay. a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. So there is a downside that has been recently in the news with the Consumer Reports study that showed that there was heavy metals in many common brands. And so like lead and cadmium in certain dark chocolates. Oh, really? It's like the anti-chocolate report. Well, it's... um. The EPA says they have the tolerable limits, like all the chocolates, but in California, they have minimum acceptable dose limits. So just a different standard. Yeah. And yeah. they found that pretty much every one of the chocolates they studied had some lead and cadmium. I think California's a little bit more extreme maybe with their standards from what I've seen on some other, on other um, products and the warnings that come with it. Yeah, I think this this level, they're extremely conservative. So it was, uh, you know, very small level of risk there. You find the lead, it comes from when in the process of the beans in the drying and fermenting process, that's where the lead comes in. And then cadmium is usually from in the soil. And so it gets into the trees and into the beans. And it really in our environment, it's impossible to completely avoid the cadmium and lead, but it is good to know, especially for kids that have, you know, it affects if they're having too much of these heavy metals, it can definitely affect their growing and learning and brain health. And the thing is, most kids don't like bitter dark chocolate. So milk chocolate has lower cocoa, so they have, it has lower risk of the heavy metals, which is really good news for kids. And then for kids who eat a lot of chocolate, for kids who eat a, lot, eat a lot of chocolate, and I don't think they're eating the dark 70% cocoa no, as much. That's adult chocolate. It's because we hide it. That's why they don't eat it. It's we hide it on them. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, and in pregnancy, you might want to just consider limiting how much dark chocolate and maybe go for more of the milk chocolate or maybe just once a week of the dark chocolate. Oh, so because of the heavy metals. Mm -hmm. or potential heavy metals. That's right. 
And you know, this report actually has good effects because it helps stimulate better manufacturing processes. And these companies that were mentioned, they're going to have improvements in those levels in they're the future. They're going to have to pull their socks up, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the positive. So the takeaway messages, uh, the five takeaway messages, the first one would be try to look for quality over quantity when we're looking at chocolate and buying chocolate. Pay for the cocoa or the coca- cacao, not the sugar and not all the flavorings and the added sweeteners and emulsifiers and all that. Because a lot of times the larger companies add those vegetable oils, the flavorings, the preservatives. So you can really look at the label and see what ingredients are in your chocolate. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like how much of the actual cocoa you're getting or cacao. Are we still going to discuss how to pronounce that? Cacao. Cacao. Okay. Cacao. Yeah. You can also check the label for fair trade and labor stamps. So that will help determine how, you know, how the, all the manufacturing processes and the fair trade and the ethical standards for the production process. Yeah. 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 And also with cheap chocolate, they don't taste as good. They're waxy, poor quality, and you definitely don't get these powerful antioxidant effects, the flavonoids. So that's the other thing about quality. So if you're going to have chocolate, actually, that's the next takeaway message is savor it, mindfully eat it with intention, reduce distractions and just enjoy it. You know, just really. Yeah, savor it. Exactly. You don't just jam it in your mouth and carry on. You got to like close your eyes and feel it and experience it fully. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe not. Chocolate deserves that. And not, you know, eating it while you're driving or while you're doing other things, like actually just sit down and and be at peace with your chocolate and really enjoy it. Really, we should do that with all our food. But I mean, there's only so many hours in the day and, and, you know, chocolate, chocolate deserves it, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is there another takeaway message? Yeah. So there's different recipes that you could try to include a little bit more of the uh, dark chocolate or the, you know, the cacao nibs, uh, put them in trail mix, or you can use the cocoa powder in your spice cupboard instead of with the coffee and the hot chocolate. You can use it in mole sauce for chicken, which is blended with uh, chili peppers. Oh, right. Or you can put it in, as I mentioned before, add it with ground coffee and have it as a rub for the meat. So for beef or pork. Yeah, that's something different too, hey? Yeah, yeah. Or you can actually make a roasted beet salad with uh, having walnut oil and chocolate powder as the salad dressing. Nice. And you can look a lot of these um, recipes up online just for different ideas. Also the black bean soup. You can add a little bit of cocoa powder in that to give it a little bitter, a little different taste. Yeah, it's not going to make it chocolatey. It'll just give it a bit of a different bitterness or just a, yeah, try it and see what happens. I think we should try the, uh, that ground coffee and cocoa powder together with uh, black pepper and salt. Yeah, that sounded neat. On a rub for beef or pork. I think one of the take-home messages back to quality over quantity is 70% cocoa. So aiming for 70% as a good number, rule of thumb, for the level of um, cocoa in, in your chocolate. Right. When you're looking at like the quality aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And then the last one is, it kind of goes back to like episode 45 in the coffee and we talked all about caffeine. So if you're caffeine sensitive, then even a little bit of dark chocolate might give you some of those effects. So it might be better to have your chocolate earlier in the day, maybe just after lunch to prevent cravings of sweets later on or to prevent like chocolate cravings later. So if you have a little bit of that dark chocolate, then you've already had that chocolate and it's a good amount, like it's just a little bit and it gives you that flavor and then it hopefully satisfies you for, um, for potential cravings later on. Right. So when they leave that chocolate on your pillow in the hotel, that's for the morning. <laughs> You're supposed <laughs> so to leave funny. it under your pillow overnight and you eat it in the morning. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. I've been, doing it, I've been doing it wrong all these years. I always thought, oh, right on, a little nightcap. I think a lot of people eat chocolate at night for sure. But I mean, that's that's an individual thing for sure. But now you know what can happen. You know the effects and, and whatnot. So there is caffeine in it. So A little bit, yeah. A yeah, little bit of caffeine. And the sugar, but uh, yeah, each to their own. Another takeaway message that I'm getting from Sandra, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but it sounds like she wants a really nice high quality box of chocolates for Valentine's Day. I think that's the hidden message in all this is like, uh, you got to get the good stuff and you got to savor it. So yes, please. Yeah. See, yeah. And I know my wife. All right. So that's way more information than I ever thought we would hear about chocolate. There's, uh, so much to know. And I'm glad that, uh, we had this conversation today because I think it will be good information for everyone to know about their chocolate bar and their, their dark chocolate and all the different kinds of chocolate. And uh, splurge when you buy your chocolate. So get the higher quality stuff. Yeah, see, there's that, there's that message again. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed the show. It was, uh, it was fun and informative uh, for me and for us, I'm sure. And we'll have some more information coming up on our social media channels. We'll, uh, if you haven't checked those out, they're a lot of fun. We, we, post some different pictures and and have some fun because it's it's a visual on those pages so we can have some fun with those so check those out if you haven't been there we're on facebook instagram we have a youtube channel now which is uh something new for us it's kind of fun we are going to be starting something new next week as well uh we're going to be adding little mini episodes midweek wednesday or thursday of every week just little five or ten minute uh episodes about something that Sometimes it'll be things we've talked about before and we'll just sort of highlight some of the important important tips. And sometimes it'll be brand new things that we feel like talking about. So we will let you know when that starts, but uh, hopefully next week we'll have our first little mini episode up and ready for you. And some upcoming shows. What do we, what do we have coming up in the next little while here? Probably cover, um, someone asked about Crohn's. So we're going to discuss uh, Crohn's disease which is intestinal bowel disease. We'll look at diet for diabetes. That's another request we got. Uh, I think there was prostate cancer nutrition as well. Oh yeah, prostate cancer nutrition. I did groups for men undergoing prostate cancer treatment with radiation for about 10 years every week. (laughs) So that's one that... um, You're familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. We've also got an interview uh, about diet culture that uh, we're going to be talking to someone about that. And Sandra did an interview uh, on another podcast that we're going to share with you guys on here about healthy lunches uh, in schools and for teachers and educators and that sort of thing. So that'll be an interesting one to tune into as well. So 
that's kind of a look at what's coming up in the next month and a bit. All right. Well, I think that's all for now. Um, just remember to rate and review the show. We uh, appreciate anything you can do in that regard. Uh, comments are always fun. Uh, you can check out our website at mywifethedietitian.com. Uh, you can email us if you want, sit and chat, have a little conversation about what's going on and let us know your thoughts. Uh, mywifetherd at gmail.com. That's our email. Anything else, Sandra? I love the new YouTube channel. Yeah. Check it out. It's uh, it's kind of fun. I can just watch it on uh, or listen to it on TV and different computers now, which is, it, it was, it's not always easy to get the podcast providers. Yeah, it's it's a little easier to find than some of the other uh, podcast platforms, but uh, wherever you listen to us, we appreciate it. So whatever works for you. But uh, like we said, we are on YouTube now. So if that's uh, an option, then check that out. All right. Until next week, we will... Uh, well, well, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Go, go and buy some nice chocolate for your, for your partner or for yourself or someone in your life and uh, enjoy. Savor it. Exactly. All right. Take care. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. 